Welcome everyone to this Fright Fest episode of the Caravan Tour of Terror, a show that finds us touring the globe through the medium of horrific, chilling and disturbing entertainment. My name's Donald, I'm the driver on this quest, joining me at my side as always with a road atlas on his lap and cramping his knees, actually it was cramping my knees, is my navigator Ali. Say hello Ali. Hello. Just normal. It's, Just normal. Yeah, it's Gla- Glasgow. That's not how it's you Glasgow. say hello in Glasgow though, really. But That's how I say it. Hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. Like you're starting a TV show. <laughs> hello and welcome. <laughs> yes, we're back in sunny Glasgow, although it was actually snowing when Fright Fest was on. Snowpocalypse. <laughs> not Some quite, but yeah, we were slightly concerned. Because uh, it's Fright Fest time once again. We saw 12 films over three days, which is quite a lot, wasn't it, really? Yeah, especially uh, since one of the days had one film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the Thursday. Wasn't, wasn't Fest, four, four, not, and four. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Um, and your fright fest kickoff. <laughs> and we've done this before, so it's the usual hot take yeah. ramblings. Rather hot than, take ramblings. Rather than yeah, well min- minimal out. spoilers because most of these are uh, either UK international or world premieres yeah. we don't want to give too much away but we just want to give yeah. our thoughts um, and like last year i'm going to read out the fright fest website's description of each movie yeah so ignore clicks <laughs> there'll be clicks click it, click. if you hear little click mouse action not that many i've got them all turnings. up I've, I've, got, I've already got them up i've got my little booklet here so if you hear a page turning just fucking that's, deal with that's that, us right? in general Got a little notepad here okay what do you think what do you think this is well to be fair i tend to edit out the clicks so any clicks you hear it's because ali's a lazy ass editor um oh. it's worth noting before we get started that um fright fest is a slightly unique watching experience so that will color opinion somewhat there's films that benefit a lot from being watched at fright fest like yes vfw for an example of a film that we've not talked that we've talked about before that benefited a lot from the crowd at fright fest whooping nah, and it's hollering just a great movie, mate. I've watched, it's also I've watched a great movie since. but it, it was also a really good way to watch it and there's some films that might not benefit from being you know in a run of 12 yeah and i will also say that these movies do get to tend to get compared to each other yeah so that that does skew scores yeah because of when and how you watch it yeah that, uh, that being said if you, if you watch a clunker after a great one yeah it might get a lower score yeah. than if you watched it in isolation but fuck it we can't do anything about it so we're yeah. not gonna bother <laughs> worrying i wouldn't it. i wouldn't have caveated it <laughs> well now we've said my it, thoughts are my that's thoughts it. Well, that's what i'm saying now that we've said it that's it but you know it's just worth keeping in mind i guess uh, so do you want to kick us off with Sisu? Sisu. Yes, Sisu. Sisu was the only movie we watched on the Thursday. Uh, it's the only film I'd uh, seen a trailer for as well. I hadn't seen. I hadn't seen a trailer. Uh, had you not watched Blood and Honey's trailer? No. I can't remember <laughs> if I did. No, I didn't waste um, more time from with that. <laughs> from the Fight Fright Fest website. Uh, from. Jalmari Helander, director of Rare Exports and Big Game. See neither of them? A blo- no. I'm just going to interrupt you at all times. <laughs> a bloody World War II action epic that pits one hard-to-kill Finn against Nazi soldiers in Lapland. After a solitary prospector strikes gold in the wilderness, he runs afoul a, a retreating detachment of Nazi soldiers who set their sights on claiming the bounty. Unfortunately for the stormtroopers, this is no ordinary miner, but a mythic one-man army epitomising the quintessential Finnish concept of Sisu. 
White-knuckled courage and unimaginable determination in the face of overwhelming odds. Let the pulverizing, shredding, and spectacular gore on land, sea, and air begin. <laughs> yeah, seems pretty apt. Yeah, yeah seems pretty apt. Yeah. So I've not seen C-suits. Rare Exports, but I have heard of it. It's one of those those Santa Claus horrors. I've never watched it. Might watch one of them. This, to be fair. It's in English, should say. Well, it's mostly in English. Right? It's mostly in English. Yeah, it's nearly all in English, really, because the protagonist uh-huh, uh-huh. is virtually is virtually silent. Um, um, yeah, it is like ninety nine percent in English. Yeah, and even if it wasn't, I think if it was in another language, you could watch it and get pretty much all of it. But anyway, it's just it's just, it is an exploitation movie. It actually reminded me of a cross between. Django Unchained and Inglorious Bastards because it is a it is sort of a western. It's very much a western, actually. Really, I mean, Christ, he's even a gold miner, but it's yeah, it's got, got like very na- western Nazi exploitation, violence kind of stuff. As yeah, well. which fits into the Finn stuff. Yeah, because they didn't have a wild west; they had Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> um. And I'd actually seen, uh, I'd, I'd recognize, I recognized the the Nazi commander, yeah, um, from Headhunters, yeah, 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 uh, a pretty fun thriller for, uh, with uh, Nikolaj Koster Waldo and yep. Axel Henny, who is the Nazi commander in this. Yeah, he's also he was in a Netflix movie that came out last year, I think, about him and his wife i can't remember what the title i can't remember what it is him and his wife both go away on holiday and plot to kill each other it's like a dark comedy that was fun too you should watch that yeah he seems that he seems that kind of man yeah he's a strange strange fellow (laughs) and it's it's funny because he isn't like a necessarily very big guy uh but he manages to strike a very imposing presence when he needs to yeah he's a good villain in this uh, and he, he kind of always plays assholes, actually. Yeah. <laughs> just, Even yeah. in Headhunters, where he's yeah. not really the bad guy, he's, he's yeah. kind of a dickhead. He's a total dick. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Sisu, it's a lot of it is set in kind of like bleak wilderness, um, and they they managed to do quite a lot with that. They got like their set because as I was watching it, I was like, wow, I wonder how they're going to keep coming up with interesting encounters for the miner to have because it is mostly like just barren landscape with nowhere really to run or hide but they managed to come up with like lots of little set pieces and things like that there's a lot of action there's a lot of gore i can that would be my one knock against it is it got a wee i was kind of hoping for a really big change in scene like a, a burnout town might have been nice or something like that which doesn't mm-hmm. really happen but um it was fun it was it, it, it was whoop moments, you know. It's yeah. John Wick the Minor. It is. Has it got anything actually to do with John Wick? Because no, uh, a producer is, is it sure a producer? A pro- I'm sure it says from the producer of John Wick. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. I'd want to really double check hard on that because I think they're just like ah, it's violent. It's really not go. It, it's much more. It's much closer to an exploitation film. Uh, although I get why they're trying to lump it in with John Wick, but I, w- I would de- I would much more compare it to Tarantino's films, weirdly. 
like that um, kind of that kind of tribute to exploitation movies like what we think grindhouse movies are Sisu would be a grindhouse movie that should have been yeah. a part of the grindhouse double bill Sisu. it was good um i would say uh it, it's budget shows at times yeah i think that's my my criticism's unfair because it is probably budget related regarding uh-huh. my only piece. my only other criticism which um again i can't really blame too much is the uh fight scenes mm. the choreography isn't fantastic when it's just actual fight scenes and not creative ways to blow people to <laughs> smithereens um <laughs> suffers to mainly be like i mean the main actor's age um He's looks what sixties. Yeah, I I didn't. And he's probably f- not had the the action yeah. career that to be fair, Keanu Reeves has had. I didn't really notice it that much, which is funny because even in the trailer for John Wick Four, I noticed Keanu's looking on a bit. Or like, but you don't get anything like the Irishman when it's Robert De Niro kicking a guy in the head, <laughs> but you can tell he's got two, like two fake hips. It's not that bad. Like I, I genuinely it's no, didn't it's really not. But it. but I I think that it would have just elevated the movie a wee bit with some actual choreographed fight scenes yeah. rather than <laughs> yeah yeah i get you I get um you. and i will say that uh if you haven't seen anything about this movie uh go into it completely cold don't watch the trailer i think i, th- I feel so- yeah not not the best bits but some of the yeah. some really good stuff is in the trailer uh and you know the, the Especially in the first, say, half an hour to 45 minutes. I was like, oh, yeah, that bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that bit. yeah 100%. Yeah. It, it's kind of like, you, yeah, yeah, I agree. Because some of the best bits were in this trailer. For There's still lots of really yeah. good bits, but yeah, I would definitely. And in context, some of them played better, but some of them were just that bit. Yeah. It's also not realistic so, at all, just in case I haven't made that eternally clear no. with my comparisons to Django and Glorious Bastards. It's ridiculous totally fucking ridiculous so if you care about <laughs> like if you're thinking oh well uh i was like oh i wonder if this is like based on the white death the real life finish because <laughs> i just had a vague recollection of this, yeah, this real I, life guy and i was like oh i wonder if it's got anything to do with him no better fucking not be because it's <laughs> i i wouldn't be surprised if it's like uh an amalgamation yeah, of like yeah. two or three finish stories yeah um, yeah yeah yeah. So yeah, no, it's it's definitely if we would give it give give it a score. It's uh, what we do. In my little booklet, I said six and a half out of ten. But when I logged into IMDb, which doesn't like half scores, I bumped it up to seven. Yeah. Yeah. And after watching all of Fright Fest, do you stand by that score? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay, we'll see how see how you feel about that at the end of the podcast. I also <laughs> gave it a seven. I'm not trying to up or down you. Uh, I also gave it a seven and scored that right after. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, that was yeah, just very fun, very silly. Budget shows, choreography, choreography's a bit shit. Mm, mm, but yeah, mm. it's it's definitely worth a. You'll you'll have a lot of fun watching it, especially if you go in completely cold. Yeah, yeah, yep, 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 yep. yep. Right. Next. Uh, onto the onto the yeah. main feast, yep. the main, <laughs> main feast <laughs> that was fright fest. <laughs> uh, and we get to hashtag Chad gets the axe. Yep. Uh, director Travis Bible. I'm gonna click as well right now. Okay, click, click. Uh. <laughs> I don't think so. I think we're into ones where mostly they don't have. There's very little information out about these. They're just 
yeah a lot, yeah a lot of these are uh, fucking hell i was like when i was reviewing it, i was like shit my review matters here because it's going to skew the average quite a lot with this one rating so. um and back to freight fest web, uh, freight fest's website Unfriended, Dashcam, Deadstream, and now director Travis Bible's instant found footage comedy horror where four social media influencers must decide if internet fame is worth the danger in real time. Bros, Spicy <laughs> Steve, and Chad team up with a pair of beauty tip streamers to f- uh, visit the supposedly haunted Devil's Manor, former home to a satanic cult. Things don't go well. Soon they're forced to wonder if it's all a prank created by other streamers, by each other, or if there is something more sinister at hand. And as the violence ramps up, so do the views and likes. Uh, yeah, influencer horror. Influencer In- horror! Yep, uh, it's, it's phone, phones, phones horror. Filmed on iPhones. Yeah. Uh, definitely influenced by Logan Paul, which the... Oh, Dr- hugely. Was it, I can't hugely. remember if it was director or writer like, said that straight up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like They did a short after the Logan Paul thing. Uh, there's a clear reference to it in this film as well. You, you all know the Logan Paul thing. Um, the Logan Paul thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, started off a bit slow, I thought. Um, yeah. Like, for, for the first wee bit, the jokes were like, all right, fine. You know, it wasn't... could feel the entire audience being like, how is this going to fucking go? Not sure about this. Um, but it kind of started getting... I think... It might even have been once they got to the location and kind of got... I don't, that, that was kind of when it started picking up a bit more. Like, because the, so the characters are really fucking annoying by design, but that made it slightly grating to be with them, like, in terms of... I, I, so I, I kind of found that um, a certain event happens, mm. um, you know, early on, and and i don't want to spoil it It is quite a big spoiler um and from that point the characters are kind of just allowed to be a bit more unleashed yeah especially the main guy or second main guy don't know whatever one who um, would you call the main guy a chad right good just making sure yeah (laughs) um and he's kind of let off the leash a wee bit yeah and i think that benefits the movie more Yeah. yeah um uh, yeah, all the way, to, yeah. It's not all the way straight to the end. It's not a spoiler like, to say that Chad Chad's a, a secondary character who becomes more of a primary character. I mean, the film's called Chad Gets the Axe, um, and at first he's a complete, he's just a dickhead, hundred percent. But um, and it, but the the humor definitely works after that point. There's also scrolling comments on the side of the screen at all, basically at all times, like an actual live stream. And some of those are really quite funny, but you need yep. to... Someone in... I think the Fright Face organizer, when he was in the guy, said you kind of have to tune, your, tune yourself into reading them and watching the movie at the same time. So maybe that's part of it. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, maybe we were getting more settled in. We were, like, reading... Because sometimes everyone would laugh, and I'd be like, what are they laughing at? And I'd look at the comment, and then yeah. I'd get it later. Like, it's a weird viewing experience, but it did work. Yeah, and I, I, I actually feel it benefited from a, a cinema watch. Yeah. Um, I think that it would be fun watching it with a group of friends, but again, those little moments where, like, 
just by numbers you know some people are going to grab that stuff yeah some people like mm-hmm. it, it just makes the whole whole viewing experience a bit more engaged yeah mm-hmm. um i i enjoyed it uh first the first 20 th- 20 30 minutes or so are a bit rough go say 20 i think it's only yeah it's only I do, I, minutes, again this, so. this is just this is just me trying to remember back yeah, like i, know, I, didn't, I, know, I, I wasn't know, timing I yeah like it's more uh yeah say first 20 minutes uh it definitely gets more fun and more funny uh the jokes get better as it goes along yeah. uh the death scenes were a bit of a letdown yeah you can tell it's i mean i'm sure the budget for this film was meager uh, i can't remember i'm sure actually they said what it was and i can't remember but um... yeah but we watched i don't know we watched other movies and we have seen other movies with a small budget that at least uh put some emphasis on the day yeah that's true they, it's really not um, that kind of film um, like it doesn't um i was quite surprised it was more not necessarily realistic but like just very quick um they're yeah. not drawn out in any way um it's just very swift there's very for, little gore, for most of it I'd say that. yeah and that too yeah um, um I, I i mean the hard hardest part of this for me was uh Less than six months ago, we watched Deadstream. <laughs> it is yeah. like genuinely, if I'd watched this and then watched Deadstream, I would have really enjoyed this and then enjoyed Deadstream way more. But uh, they are basically the same movie. Yeah. Um. And I think Deadstream does it better. Yeah. Uh, Deadstream. So... Deadstream kind of knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Day one. For those who don't know, I don't remember if we we might not have mentioned it on the show before um dead stream is basically the same concept streamer uh who's atoning for his sins goes to this haunted house um just and and it's the same kind of setup with he's talking to the audience and everything like that um there's there's comments down the sides yeah it's uh what i would say about dead i mean i gave dead stream a nine out of ten i'm pretty sure and it's both scarier and funnier unfortunately yeah like uh-huh. it, it had better funny moments and it, it, it is a proper actual scary movie this isn't really a i mean this this has got some scares but i mean i wasn't scared during it really this has got some horror movie stuff yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. but um but deadstream was much more like a really good like ghost story as well as being this kind of concept so if i was the fright fest people i would really mention deadstream in the blurb for this film just pretend. yeah that's that's what i was thinking is uh, wow you really like i don't mean it bad like th- this is what they use to sell tickets to fright fest yeah um and putting three other like similar <laughs> movies that are not that old uh and oh dear for your for your viewers to check say, out before yeah. watching this. I will say um the app integration in this film is really well done. Like Deadstream didn't quite have that. Like it No, uh, no, it doesn't it does it really well. Oh, what's the other one? Is it oh, there's another one like this that's absolutely escaping my is it called Host or something? The one that's like fifty five yeah. minutes long. The that kind of had a bit of that as well. But I think this does really well with the app stuff, like it does kind of lure you into thinking that it's people on their phones and they do things that you would expect them to do using their phones and stuff like that um, yeah totally believable uh, there's a, yeah there's nothing worse than um whether whether the movie is centered around it or not uh there's nothing worse than really fake 
and I, I suppose anything but technology use yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, annoys yeah. me. You, you know, any typing scene in movies where they're just clackety clackety yeah. clack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, swordfish is obviously a, a go-to. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, any, if you're if you're going to do a movie centered around using a phone, you have yeah. to make it believable that they're using a phone. Yeah, and, the, and, and this movie, I think, even more so than Deadstream. It's a really yeah. good excuse to have... Deadstream's a better streamer movie. This is a better phone yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so the, the influencer angle, I was going to say, it's much more uh, yeah. believable that these people would put themselves in these situations. Um, and it, yeah, it's got, definitely. And it's definitely got a bit of a satire about that culture in general. It, and it does it got, well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It does have stuff to say. It's not totally uh, uh, disposable like it could have been based on the tagline based on like kind of the premise you're like oh this could go wrong but i i gave it a seven out of ten uh at the time i gave it a six out of ten but you I think... at the time all the time is it in case i convince you were well, you better bump it up <laughs> no uh because i'm gonna bump it up hey, um, my fault and give it a seven as well because sometimes like when I, when you allow again it's writing these down right after you've seen them especially when you're watching 11 12 of yeah, them in yeah. a, like in a row essentially uh they all get muddled together so it's good that like there is a bit of time to yeah. actually look know, at, I, back at these I, I, they hot takes hot um, takes <laughs> the I'm hottest ass takes gazpacho takes <laughs> And we'll never agree. I say the main character looks like John Raphael, and you say he looks like Steve at Stranger Steve Things, who both look like each other. But we, uh-huh. can, but I maintain he looks more like John Raphael side. And you, but so whatever, we'll yep. have to agree. Who was true. there at the? Who was there at? He the was Fright there Fest. the whole fucking time. He was there. Yeah, I saw the him, movies. I saw him at the last movie. Yeah, and, and this was the yeah. first movie Friday afternoon. So fucking big ups. Big up, big up, Spencer. Big ups, boy. Uh, so next, it was meant to be Errati. Yes. Uh, and that did not go as planned no. because Errati is a Spanish movie and yes. the subtitles did not work. Yes. And there was a whole thing about it. And yes. they played like the first 10 minutes twice. Yes. And then they. Um, then they they did say we're going to just play uh, Pensive, uh-huh. which was the last movie uh, in this place yeah. and spend the rest of the day basically trying to fix it uh, with a lot of people On the phone to the phone. lab. I was like, fuck yeah, it. Yeah, the lab. <laughs> yeah. Uh, having conversations in several different languages, uh, trying to get this sorted. Uh, so next up was Pensive. Yeah, which uh, I found out putting in time to be is called Repinto Jealous. Okay. I don't know what that means. What does Repinto mean? Don't just... I know what Jealous means. <laughs> no, it's like all one word. <laughs> oh, Repinto Jealous. Double Jealous. And it's J-E-L-I-S. But I can oh, see why right. you would think... So it's think. not Jealous. Yeah. I, well, maybe it is. Give us the blurb about Repinto yep. Jealous. <laughs> so... Uh, Pensive uh, was uh, the second movie on Friday. Uh, director uh, Jonas, Jonas, uh, Trucanus. Uh, get ready for the very first Lithuanian slasher. 
Wooden sculptures of the pensive Christ can be found in weirdest spots all through the Baltic states. They combine folk art and Christian traditions into a singular entity concerning the fear of being judged. And that's what is about to happen to the usually risk-averse Marius as he organises the venue for his wild high school graduation party at a remote cottage. For his drunken and drugged classmates destroy some uh, life-size wooden sculpture statues and almost immediately a scarred, masked and mysterious killer starts picking them off one by mutilated oh. one. So I'm sure I looked at Lithuanian horror movies... Uh, we did, and there was a whole thing about how Lithuania doesn't make horror movies. So it was quite pleasant surprise. That, oh, when, when, yeah. when I was like, what country is this? Then someone mentioned Lithuania. I was like, oh, what? They did a yep. horror movie. What the fuck? Um, yep. So it's kind of your... It's pretty stereotypical. It's your carload of teens go to a cabin in the woods, except it's five carloads of teens go to a rave yeah, in the woods. Yeah, so there's many of them. of them. I was like, how the fuck are they going to manage all these people? And they do it not bad. <laughs> they do They do it quite yeah, well. Yeah, you turn up for a rave and you're, the cabin that you've not really selected because you got lost is like a burnt out husk with creepy sculptures everywhere. And you go, fuck it, let's... Let's do drugs and dance. Let's, let's set up the speakers and DJ <laughs> and the <barbecue>. podium. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I want without the slasher. I want to go through this. Oh yeah! Uh, oh party. yeah! It looked fucking amazing. So there's um, two characters. There's Marius and is it Ramis? Ramius. Two sure. main sort of rivals. Oh, yeah. Marius is set up from almost the get go as well, that's not fair because Marius is friend as well, but Marius has this rival and so Because he's also well, because he's also got you've also got love interest yeah. whose name yeah. is also He fancies Ramus's girlfriend. Um and so it's kind of his fault that they go to this party because he's trying to be Billy Big Bollocks and act really cool to everyone. Um And he gets scammed. He gets scammed <laughs> for the place uh, and he's uh, he's a big like soon to be NBA star, so Ra- he yeah, is like sexy Ramis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a good recurring joke in it that uh, where his parents basically love Ram- R- Ramus more than Marius. Yeah, literally they worship Ramus like a celebrity, and they can't believe their sons anywhere near him at all times. Which they're like, oh my god, our son gets to go to school with us. <laughs> We're so lucky. Um, but yeah, no, it's it, it is it's I. I I genuinely enjoyed this quite a bit. Um, I thought it was a really well done teen slasher movie mm. that kind of uh, subverts some of the stuff you expect mm. from um, teen slasher movies. Uh, kind of the same way that uh, Booksmart um, kind of subverted what teen comedies are, you know, the the stereotype of the character and what the main person is usually portrayed as and how that is actually comes through in real life or the extreme of that taken and you know things like the stoner kid isn't just a stoner kid like he is he he had all the characters had a bit of depth to them Mm, at mm. least the main ones not i'm not talking about the 20 shed loads (laughs) of kids um but you know, they all, they all at least had a bit more to them than their surface. Like, this is my, you know, the athlete, the the quiet study one, the weird girl, mm-hmm. the hot girl. 
like they all had their roles, but it, it, it was expanded a wee bit more than most teen slasher movies do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I felt the first, it, it's another one that got going quite slowly, yeah. but I think it used its time better because it did it like it expanded on these characters. Well, it set us up in a good story, uh, and a good locale, like, and just as things were kind of getting to a point, I was like, okay, right. They're actually moving it. Good. Like, yeah. let's go. Yep. yep um, yep. Yeah, was wondering how they would deal with so many characters. I thought they did it well. It's not <laughs> anything special, but I thought they did it well. Yeah, there's so many kids. Anyway. Um, uh, yeah, I, I didn't really... I don't know. The way the protagonists develop... It's very hard not to spoil this movie. The mm. way the protagonists develop, I thought was kind of like a fine line. And I was a bit like, uh, I don't know. I wasn't sure that it worked. 100% for me um, and you've got your slight throw oh god there was a it just felt a bit throwbacky in certain ways it, it was kind of its mood is slightly nihilistic uh, but like it's it's a bit bleak and it's not it's definitely not fun it's not like no. a fun slash movie it's more your bleak kind of not quite Wolf Creek level but that kind of way but um, uh, you're scarred killer with a weird uh, the the killer was just i don't think the killer really worked for me it's just, it, it was just no such i a i'd agree with that trophy I think the, kind of thing that it, I, it wasn't I, uh, like i think they could have done better with what their everything surrounding that i really enjoyed yeah whereas the actual killer was just too straight down the middle like we we're not going to think of anything out the box for this oh not even that it's like i mean it's unusual to see i think anyway it's unusual to see like a slasher movie starring like a killer that's horrifically scarred from like an accident like these are kind of tropes. yeah these are kind of tropes that we've kind of left behind like fucking you know a decade ago now kind of thing slasher movies aren't usually like i don't know i, I don't know why it was but i think the fact that he was burnt i was like ah. Oh, don't do that. Like that was a Freddy Krueger thing, and now we're like, we're not, we're not looking towards people who are <laughs> burned in society and going, "You're a crazy fool" or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and there was, I, yeah. Uh, I mean, he takes about three of those boxes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And th- I think that's so. Uh, and that's not really a spoiler. It doesn't set it up to be anything else. Mm. It's not like um you know that even though it takes a while for the killer to appear there's there isn't any suspense to that no there isn't a lot of like build up of like watching and blah 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 Mm. it's just straight up here we go we're in we're like there is now a killer tells you almost exactly what happened so it doesn't matter yeah but synopsis (laughs) always do that these days like if you're just in the sense of you if you are going in yeah there was what cold there, there was a chekhov's gun moment uh, that was not paid off and i won't say what it is but after you watch this film you'll probably be able to guess what it was because it really pissed me off by the way um so i don't think i liked it as much as you although i do think my score was maybe way bit harsh but i'm not going to change it i said five out of ten would it be a six I'm not sure so six is always like what i recommend it to people and for me i think when i came out of it i was like a bit throwbacky a bit too slow definitely too slow at the outset 
Like, I know you said that as well, but I, I definitely thought, fucking hell, get moving now, please. Um, and for me, the the protagonist's journey, I didn't find it a rewarding watch, although it was definitely more interesting than what it could have been. So it might just be my personal personal opinion on that more than... Because I could recognize it's definitely more interesting than how it could have gone. So, Yeah. Score? You never said. I know. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm debating between a seven and an eight. Fucking um, hell! I, and I think I'm leaning toward more towards a seven. Uh, because which would give me three sevens in a row, which makes me bang, bang, bang. fucking useless. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I know you're not going to give a seven to the next one. Spoilers, so that's fine. Uh, so yeah, that uh, it was. Um, I think it's it's going to be a seven. Like I think, especially after so this was m- movie three day one. Yeah. Um, we're getting uh, we're getting into things, and I think I was, I just saw an uptick in that movie. There are definitely things I liked about it a lot, uh, and it was just straight up a horror movie, which is always nice. Yeah, I will say also uh, in its defense, we watched it at what it must have been a five. And it yeah. was it was slated to be eleven p.m. Four and, I, earlier, and it would have and it would have worked better in the late slot because because yep. it, it is like a dark, gory horror movie. Um, so no, you've just had lunch. <laughs> <laughs> you've just been disappointed by not being able to see Arati. We'll give you this instead. So yeah, it might might have played a part as um, well. Who knows? I also thought it was really well shot. I thought it was really nicely. I thought um, it was fine. I don't Okay. <laughs> no, no, I just. Next up was <laughs> Mother Superior. Still on Friday. Yeah. Uh, directed by Marie Alice Wolfsan. Uh, this is a German movie. Mm-hmm. Austrian. Um, oh, is it? Apologies. <laughs> I'm, just reading, I'm just reading the thing. <laughs> what? 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 Um. Rosenkreutz Manor, Sigrun Sigrun Fink, desperate for information about her biological family, starts a new position as nurse to the ageing, ill and eccentric Baroness Heidenreich. For a shared longing binds them together, the old lady's memory contains the secret to Sigrun's true identity. The nurse's life force holds the key to the future for the Baroness... On the path to self-discovery, Sigrun is confronted with the sinister world of folklore occultism carried out by the Baroness and her sinister groundskeeper Otto, one opening an unearthly pagan abyss in which every moral and principle will be tested. Mother Superior. Uh, Donald, tell me about Mother Superior. Uh, it's a period movie set probably the 80s was it late 70s early 80s yeah i think so um and it basically so it basically deals with themes of like inheritance i guess there's a lot of stuff about because it's post that it is post nazi germany or austria yeah i'm honestly not sure if it's set in germany or set in austria it just says austria there in the little thing right so it's got a lot of stuff the the protagonist of the film, it's not a... Is it a spoiler? Shit. Can you talk about her background? 
it's a true identity. Okay, I know I can't I can't talk about it more, um, but it is related to it's related to World War Two and the Nazis and the the old woman in it uh, was a firm like staunch Nazi herself, uh, and the film kind of deals with the kind of hangover from the Nazis in World War Two and how the country looks at it by looking at this woman's search for meaning in her life as well she's obsessed with where she came from yeah uh, and especially that difference between the the, the generations yeah. the older generation how the older generation looks yeah. at the war yeah uh, and how the younger generation looks at it and how yeah. it stands to today being yeah. the 70s 80s. yeah uh and there's stuff about like blood inheritance versus she did she, she's uh can you say that either fuck's sake oh, it's really hard to talk about without spoiling it but um yeah so it's obsessed with inheritance basically in a lot of different forms um it shot really nicely i thought mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> uh it's kind of it's intercut so it's uh the main woman protagonist is telling her story in like a an interview situation and all those scenes are shown on like periods uh appropriate equipment like a tv in this room but then the 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 manner in which most of it's set you just get really nice shots around that place you also get really nice kind of nightmarish visuals and things like that Mm -hmm. it was going really well really good and then it's only 71 minutes long because they didn't know how to end it and they ran out of money or something i don't know so went fuck it we'll do this and it's terrible but (laughs) until the ending i thought it was really good and i still like the journey the ending is insane it's literally insane i don't understand i would definitely recommend watching it because it's short and it's got an insane ending but you know that's just me it's not just you (laughs) um no i i completely agree like this is a a gorgeous looking movie at times um all the performances are really well done um but yeah and it sets up layers upon layers of like really interesting intrigue Mm. and then ultimately does absolutely nothing with it yeah like it 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 just farts out an ending and then <laughs> ends. Yeah, all the answers you might have been wanting to get along yeah, the way. Nothing, things like that. It's, it, it's, um, it's truly very bizarre, honestly. It's weird. Um, no, I don't mean the ending. I mean the choices made. Yeah, I think they had... And it seems like they had a, a general conceit and then didn't really have much else. Uh, yeah. But executed that general conceit very well. Yeah. Uh, just not the rest of it. Yeah. Um, and there was also a bit that annoyed me because uh, there was this whole thing about uh, the Baroness. And this is not like, I mean, this is a minor nitpick yeah. in the movie, but it just stuck with me. Uh, where the bad, like, they're like, oh, you're working for the Baroness. She's gone through like 20 nurses in eight hours. Like that kind of th- the usual, like, she yeah. can't keep a nurse. Yeah. And then throughout the movie, like, it's not that bad. <laughs> like she's a pa- she's a patient. Don't but like it's but. but but there's all there's also that but but like also this machinations. Of, yeah, it could be machinations, <laughs> but also like 
if that is just the case, then fuck it. She's, it's not like she throws teacups or anything. She's just a bit moany at times. <laughs> uh, what would you give it? Uh, I did give it a seven. Now, that's because I particularly enjoyed the journey. Um, that ending, though, honestly. Honestly. I don't think I would go down to a six, though. It's funny, like, it's so fucking weird of an ending that like i would definitely say watch it because <laughs> it's only 71 minutes 70 minutes and it's bizarre um yeah i, I stick with seven i think uh, it's probably lucky to get it <laughs> but... I, I mean i'll say that uh i'm gonna give it a six and it's lucky to get it oh yeah the other two guests we were with freaking hated it but they also hated yeah. the journey of it so i was like oh well yeah, but their opinions are terrible anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I gave this a six and it really claws that all up with how well it does the, like, say, middle third of the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is... But, yeah, that yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree that's probably the best stuff. Um, but yeah, it, it just... Um, I was so let down by it, like... Yeah, the, 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 there are movies where you it, it, it is it is like the epitome of those one of those movies where you it cuts to black and you're like no no yeah, yeah, and it, then it just ends and you're like oh my god uh, I don't know if that, that would have been worse or better <laughs> yeah yeah uh yep not sure right will we move on We'll move on to Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Blood and Honey. <laughs> um, this was directed by Reese Frake Waterfield. Apparently a Dutch movie. Don't know about that. Like, <laughs> I'm shocked by that, considering everyone that's in it. Yeah, it's weird in built Netherlands. Yeah. Uh, but it might have been financed there. Yeah, Who it knows? must have been, yeah. Uh, be warned, this ain't no bedtime story. <laughs> During childhood, Christopher Robin befriended Winnie the Pooh, Piglet, and their friends. Off camera. Played games Off and camera fed friends. them. <laughs> Can only afford two masks. No, they're not off camera. They're just drawn. They're by the start drawings, of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but as he grew older, the visit stopped, leaving them increasingly hungry and desperate, eyeing Eeyore as food. Now, Christopher has returned to the forest with his new wife, hoping to introduce her to his old friends. But it sends Pooh and Piglet on a murderous scavenger hunt for human flesh when they antagonise a group of college girls on a rural cabin vacation. Will Christopher still get Pooh back on the right track? <laughs> I, I object to college girls because it's university students. <laughs> it is university students, yeah. You don't know, they might be, they might be going to college. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're doing uh, a one, they're doing a one year entry course. Are they going course. to university or college? <laughs> no, not oh, anymore. Oh god. Uh, Winnie the Pooh. Plu- Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> the Pooh. Blued and Hooney. Blued and Hooney. Uh, one out of ten. What to say? <laughs> what? You're a liar. Uh, I mean, it's it's right. It was very fun viewing experience yeah i don't know if it is so good it's bad if you're not in a cinema with lots of other horror fans so you're saying it deserves a cinema release (laughs) no i no it definitely didn't um but what i'm saying is like i was laughing at it 
but would I have been laughing at it as much if I wasn't surrounded by people that were also laughing at it? Like well, the mood I mean, was up. A bu- the mood was to up. get a bunch of people around that yeah, haven't seen yeah, it already. Maybe, I, well, maybe. I, mean, I don't know. Test if it, your theory. I mean, we watch bad movies for fun, you know. Yeah. We love a good Neil Breen. I don't know if this would have made it because it's so fucking low effort. It is. Oh my it god! Knows it knows its shit. It knows its shit. And those kind of films. Oh, you know, you want like the I don't think it tortured hits as, uh, auteur who's rubbish rather than yeah, this. true. But I don't think it, I don't think it's as like as on the nose bad as a like something like Sharknado. Yeah, but it's definitely it's definitely trending. It definitely down. swing. Oh, it definitely <laughs> swings towards that end of bad. But I also don't think it's quite there. It, like I don't. So hard I'm to not. Tell. Yeah. I'm not a Sharknado fan. Yeah. And I enjoyed this. Yeah. Yeah. It's got some great lines. I wrote some of them down. You nonce. <laughs> I mean, that was the one that got yelled through the rest of the weekend. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately. Oh, yeah. I brought a gun. <laughs> oh, the gun was huge. And it, it features the worst accent work. Um, I, I'm trying to think of a film with worst con- accent consistently. Like, if the, I mean, we couldn't even tell if some if that if that guy was American. There was another guy that might have been Australian. We really weren't sure. It's it's bizarre. So the cinematographer was there. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm glad because <laughs> it was a better shot movie than it was written or directed. <laughs> yeah, the actors were there and they were all fucking garbage. Christopher oh Robin was fucking dreadful. Awful. Really, Awful. truly bad, and he was there. Um I mean, fuck it. I mean, it's what it is a one out of ten film. It's shit. It's shit. It's really shit. It's shit, yeah. and it was made to cash in. It's you know, it's not some fucking it, tortured auteur. Yeah, Winnie the Pooh. The Winnie the Pooh was going, to the, and they've made fucking millions of dollars. It's going to be a sequel. So what can you do? You know. And another one, Bambi, which I think will yeah. be way worse and won't hit the right. Yeah. Like, I think that will just oh, be this like... Is it. This, this is it. They're not going to be able to replicate the success again. This was in the news again today. I won't say why, because that'll date this, but whatever. You know what I mean? Don't want to get into yep. politics, but uh, this fucking movie is everywhere. It, they said it was the quickest selling movie of the whole fucking weekend. This thing. Oh, dear. And then to close out the day, day one, uh, they actually got a ratty oh. fixed. And... Boy. Oh, I didn't give Winnie the Pooh a score. I'll get oh. one. I'll, it's clearly I'll give a it. one. <laughs> the only thing it would raise above a one is your personal enjoyment of it, but objectively, it's a one. Yeah, but what do you what do you judge a movie on? You're not a robot. Quality. <laughs> well, yeah. No, but enjoyment. No. <sighs> no, it's, but I, I have to. I have to weigh. I have to weigh enjoyment versus like the movie. Right, okay, I'll give it two scores. Well, right, what did I give? I'm going to give it a two just to because I'm going to balance those things out. Like, for example, a one for me is, like, a cloud so high. Yeah, yeah, It was yeah. bad, and I fucking hated my time with it. Mm. Like, that is a one to me. And we talk about this a lot, what is a... Because it's hard to rate movies. <laughs> but, eh... <laughs> uh, yeah, like, you know, that is a one to me. A movie that I, I both know is bad 
and I absolutely loathed the experience of watching it. Yeah. Like, there are movies I gave higher scores on this weekend that I didn't have as much of fun watching. Like, I don't think this is as good... Uh, so we watched The Ledge last Fright Fest, and I don't think this is even as fun and good a bad movie experience as The Ledge was. What did you give The Ledge? Three. So well, there you go, give it a two. <laughs> or give it a one. I'm just saying I'm giving it a two. I gave a Cloud So High a one. Yeah, Okay, obviously. so maybe it's a two. Maybe it's a two. I think that... See, a Cloud So High <laughs> was made by a fucking idiot that was trying to say something as well, I suppose. Yeah, sure. So maybe but a Cloud So even... High should be a two. Because <laughs> at least... No, I... I the no. Thing, this should be a zero. I, I think the reason why I hate it so much is it is just a cash grab on top of being fucking garbage. Do you know what I mean? It's the yeah. totally mercenary nature of it that makes me want to give it a one. So I'm going to give it but a one. But I had fun, dude. Yeah. I had fun watching she it. She had fun doing lots of things that I would disapprove of. Anyway. But that's, that's what a, personal opinion is. That's, that's why reviews are not, personal. Not actually referring to specific thing. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's, ah, you can get good, you can get, you can get good cash in, like, movie bad movies and you can get bad cash in bad movies yeah yeah ah, whatever splitting hairs now really yep on to the last movie of friday uh we had erati they finally got it working yep. um very very pleased they gave him a big round of applause because uh, the guy was there the whole time yeah the, the director, director was very upset they said he'd been crying and stuff and i could yeah Trey was delighted for that piece of information to be <laughs> shared with 200 people. It's passionate. Uh, for, uh, director Paolo. It says Paul here, but I'm sure they were calling him Paolo the whole weekend. Yeah. I'm not sure. Paul Kijo Alio. Uh, from Eremante director comes the Basque, the Lord of the Rings, based on the graphic novel by J.L. Landa and uh, J. Munoz. Christian nobleman Eniko must fulfil the promise he made to his late father to protect and lead his people into the new era. To do so, he must recover his father's body, buried next to Charlemagne's treasure. However, despite his faith, he needs the help of his childhood friend, the pagan Erati. On this mythological and magical mission, the two young men venture into a strange forest where everything that has a name exists. Which is apparently an old Basque concept. Yeah. According to the director. Charlemagne? Charlemagne. I don't remember anything about Charlemagne in the film. Don't remember anything about Charlemagne either. That's weird. I just remember being Christian, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, Tem- it's definitely, Templars, it's definitely the whole. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I just don't know if it was. I didn't specifically remember Charlemagne himself. Yeah, no, that's weird. Um, maybe that. Maybe that's in the other subtitles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, Ermintari director. I really like Ermintari. You should watch it. We'll watch it together sometime. Um, and this movie is definitely. It's been a long time since I've seen Elementary. I do think I remember it having a bit more humor than this film. This film's not really got a lot of humor to it or anything like that. It's quite straight. Um, and a big part of it is the the territory, like, going towards Christianity and, like, turning away from their pagan traditions and what that does to 
the spirits, you know, the spirits that feed on their kind of belief and things like that. It's kind of like kind of American Godsy in that kind of concept, like, um, but magic exists. Um, I don't know what to say for. I mean, this film, when I got out of it, the first thing I thought was, "Fuck, this should have this should have been second film in the running, not last yeah. film in the running." Because it's quite heavy going for being a film shown at 11pm after Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Fucking Honey. Uh, it's really like those first 15 minutes that we saw three times are really good <laughs> and it looks really nice. Uh, it had really good effects, really stylish effects quite a lot through. And I knew it would because Airman Tari's got that too uh, with even less budget. This definitely had quite a big budget compared to Airman Tari, but um, the director is really good at kind of He's got real flair, uh, and I saw the similar kind of flair through both, which is good. Cause that's what I kind of wanted. Um, but yeah, it's just it's it was just a wee bit heavy going. It took a while to get going. It was maybe a wee bit self serious. I don't know. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, I mean, I I do, but also I do, I don't see it as a an issue. Uh, yeah. I mean, I. I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah. Uh, I think the sluggish first half hour or whatever you're thinking, it didn't help that we watched that first 10 minutes three times. <laughs> no, like, do you know what I mean? Like by that first, the, at the first 10 minutes, yeah, we were at least knowing what was going on at that point. But like we had seen all of this. We knew roughly I, what was going on. I actually on. think the first 10 minutes are really, <laughs> they're actually really yeah, particularly short. And then it dips naturally because it's like, right, we've had this. Now let's, you know, introduce it to the Set story. up everything. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. <laughs> that just felt so much worse because it, wow, the whole movie is going to be amazing. And it's like, right, okay, it's not bad, but you have to have this natural trough yep. of character work and so i do i do think that that first like the the, the technical issues did hurt our viewing experience yeah, a bit um but i tried to put that aside yeah. um and i i genuinely really enjoyed this movie mm. i again it would have it would have really benefited from its original slot an afternoon slot would have been perfect for this movie yeah um uh it, it it really it, the use of color in it is brilliant he talked about that before the movie started uh really vibrant uh, a lot of the time mm. um really uses it to like set scenes um in a in an interesting way uh i thought the the acting was really really well done um the visuals are awesome the costumes are awesome uh, I just had a great time with this. Uh, it's a, it is not a horror movie. It is, no, it's not. Uh, it, it's it's a fantasy movie. It really. I mean, Terry wasn't really a horror movie either. It's so, um, it's but there's slightly more horror esque, but not really. Yeah, there's other things uh, in the but, but it's just. Yeah. But I I I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, I'm glad uh, it was as successful as it was when it finally got shown. Um, yeah. Uh, the the director did seem absolutely lovely, and the fact that I cannot imagine being in that scenario, and then having to watch people whether they enjoy your movie or not. <laughs> like, can you imagine that waiting all day to have this shown, and then everyone was just like, "Boo!" I mean, like, when Anderson Falls didn't work at the start of. <laughs> oh fuck! That was awful. That's your a other one out of ten. Yeah. 
so I yeah um I I enjoyed this movie top to bottom. Um, 114 minutes maybe runs a touch long but nothing terrible mm-hmm. uh, again doesn't it, it didn't help that we it was the last movie yeah. uh, i think again an afternoon slot 114 minutes would have been totally fine yeah uh as you said at 11 o'clock after blood, uh, winning the Pooh, blood and honey 114 minutes seems like quite a lot yeah um so i can't really and 114 minutes isn't a lot like it's not a long, long movie. Yeah. Um. I think we were just tired, so uh, I, I, I highly recommend this movie just as a fun watch. Yeah. A fun fantasy watch. Yeah. Well, Mother's Day um, Pinier was seventy minutes. Then Pooh can't have been more than like eighty-five or something. Ni- Ninety 90. minutes. So then, yeah, the two nose. hours after those two films would feel like even more. So. Uh. Yeah. So uh, that that closed out day one. You didn't score it. Neither did I. Oh fuck! Uh, I would give it. Uh, I'd give it an eight. Are you making this up off the top of your head? I feel like you are. No, I've got what I gave it at the time, right. and then what I gave it after, like right, what I'm right, giving right, it right, now. Right. The same as I gave. Um, gotcha, gotcha. Was it pensive? Ah, I gave an eight at the time, and then yeah, say both, say both. If you're changing it. Yeah, uh, Arati. I, th- th- this is one that I I think didn't move uh i okay. thought about a nine at the time yeah um but i think an eight i think an eight is suitable uh yeah. and i'll stick with that uh that was i i really enjoyed it uh, yeah. again really unfortunate the way that the, the technical viewing worked but uh yeah. the way that the fright fest uh crew and um and organizers no one was being, well one person was being really pissy about it, but the ninety-nine yeah, percent of the audience. Unfortunately, was the really person nice. sitting next to us was the one person that was like, "Well, I just don't see what the problem is." I mean, they should be letting us know what's going on, and it was like, "This happens. Yeah. We've, we've seen it before." Well, fucking it's hell, they're big... on the phone to the lab. <laughs> like, fuck sake. Yeah, like, um, and but all 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 the I mean. 99% of the audience, all the, the crew and the Fright Fest organizers yeah. worked really hard to, like, help him. Yeah. Uh, and that was really good to see, like, the kind of community, yeah. like, bit, bits and pieces of the community, just to, since we're wrapping up day one anyway. Yeah. 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 Um, it was, it, it is nice to see the kind of way that, uh, I mean, I spotted people from previous Fight Fests. Yeah. Just audience members. Mm. And then you've also got, like, all the cast and crew, whoever are like there to do their yeah, uh, there was actually more the, the media run yeah, there tons show up. Than, and I mean, then, I suppose it's been the last two we've seen are kind of in the shadow of COVID, so that might have something to do with it. But fuck me, there seemed to be a lot of cast and crew that all yeah. hung out, which was very nice. I gave Arati a six, by the way. Although I would want to Boo. watch, <laughs> I would want to watch it again. Um, I would watch it again, uh, just to see if you know. Yeah, just yeah. To I, see think, if I, I think if you watch it with your wife on, like, you know, a, gla- with a glass of wine in hand. No, absolutely not. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I, I think I will do that. I'll probably double bill it with Hermitary. I've got to watch Hermitary twice more. <laughs> really good <laughs> you film. Really, by the way. You really <laughs> like that movie. Uh, so uh, Saturday. Uh, we started with Hunt Her, Kill Her. Now, this is another one that's got a different title. Uh, Night Shift on IMDb Night for Shift, some reason. Which makes sense. Yeah. Um, directed by Ryan Theason and Greg Swinson. 
Uh, a taut, brutally intense thriller using space and time to deliver a constant level of suspenseful violence and plenty of surprises along the breathtaking way. Karen is a desperate young mother who has just filed divorce papers on her abusive husband, forced to take a job as the night shift janitor at a large furniture factory, she is told she will be the only one working at this time. But after seeing a strange vehicle idling in the parking lot and finding a door to the factory ajar, Karen gets the feeling she might not be alone. Hunt her. Kill her. Yeah, so... This started off pretty interestingly in that it's... it's I think it's quite a good setting. Like, night shift, a big warehousey factory kind of thing. Woman on her own kind of first night on the job whatever that's kind of incidental but it's quite a good it's quite yeah i think that's quite a good setting for like a horror movie although we weren't sure exactly what was going to happen um like the acting i'll leave that for now so basically yeah there's masked people running around hunting her trying to kill her as the other title suggested uh They've got really edgelordy masks on. <laughs> it's like yeah. plas- the plastic airsoft masks. Their voices are pitch shift. Weirdly. Yeah. They say bitch a lot. They um, say bitch a lot. <laughs> like bitch. a lot. Where's the bitch? <laughs> I'm gonna get you, bitch. You're gonna escape, bitch. Like, um, it's, it's ridiculous. It's beyond comedic. Uh, yeah. And it basically, there's quite a lot of there's the initial shock of ah people are trying to get her for some reason and then there's quite a lot of she's running around and they're running around yeah (laughs) with with much being developed um and i find her acting really bad they're all uh, though like yeah but she's the one delivering a performance the rest of them are fucking vocoder they're they're like weird voices under masks she's really the only face you see what about mr fresh meat oh god yeah some of the cliches in this fucking script was honestly i couldn't believe it like saying fresh meat to a new employee i mean that's like a prison drama saying fresh meat or something that doesn't fucking happen anymore without just sounding so fucking ridiculous um so what saves it are there are brutal violent scenes in it which are kind of funny (laughs) Now, is that the intention? Probably not. But everyone was laughing at them, and it definitely saved it from being pretty totally shit. Yeah, pretty much. Like a complete waste of time, yeah. Um, I would say, is it worth watching for the... Yeah, I, do you know what? This could, in the right circumstances, this could be a bad movie watch because of those death scenes. I wouldn't recommend it, but it's kind of got that energy about it. It's... It's it's quite the ledgy. It's kind of just. It is so yeah. What is it with these movies it's... saying the word bitch all the time? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm yeah. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a three. Okay. Uh, and yeah, it's it's eighty nine minutes and it felt longer. Yeah. Um, again, the premise is pretty well done, but uh, there's. One of the problems is for the first, like, 20 minutes after the killers appear, it is literally just her running around with no plan in an empty warehouse. Yeah. Or, like, and that's not visually interesting. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Add on top of that the the acting, which is just poor, 
I'd say across the board. Um, best actor in it is Scruffy the janitor that hands yes. her over the. Um, and it, it, the tone of it just seems a bit all over the place, whether intentionally or not. Um, like you said, some of the death, like the deaths, are pretty funny at times. Yeah, and I, um, I generally don't know if that was there's... meant or not. Yeah, or exactly. But they are. Oh, 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 it's so shocking. <laughs> no, I mean, like at least I. There's arguments to be made for most of the deaths yeah. that are like comedic to a certain extent, yeah. but then it also has like right, like really uncomfortably like domestic violence stuff. In yeah, it. there was a yeah, there was that was very uncomfortable. Yeah, um, and it just it, it's not that you can't have that in a movie, like, but it didn't fit within anything else that would be seen on screen for yeah. ninety minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it just it, I can see what you mean about it being a fun, uh, not <laughs> bad sentence to follow what I just set up with. <laughs> I can see what you mean about it being like a fun kind of like watch with friends, but I just for me it doesn't quite. No, no, hit I don't think that. it quite gets there, but it's it doesn't flirting yeah. with it a lot um i gave it a five mostly because of the gore uh the gore's great the uh, yeah, gore's probably what I mean, it lifts it for me yeah, yeah, like yeah. two or three it, it would have been certain, remember i'm giving this more than blood and honey it would have been a certain four if it wasn't for the gore it's a four without the gore all right but it's it's a five i think um okay it's still not a recommendation yeah um not not a strong start to saturday no so, uh, but then we moved on to Onyx the Fortuitous and the Talisman of Souls. Which we had Direct- no idea what it was. <laughs> nope. I uh, hadn't a clue. Yeah. Genuinely hadn't a clue. Uh, directed by Andrew Bowser. Um, I will say that what going into this, we thought this was probably... <sighs> a whimsical fantasy movie? But like, <laughs> a whimsical fantasy movie set in either like... Spain or somewhere in asia yeah <laughs> like we had no idea yeah, yeah, like really yeah. no idea uh based on director andrew bowser's vi- vi- vital viral character onyx who has racked up 300 million plus views online and has over a million tiktok followers fledging occultist marcus j trilbury onyx attends a black magic ritual at his idol bartok the great's dark mansion but terrible things begin to happen and it soon becomes clear that bartok's intentions are way more nefarious as marcus battles to keep his soul the question of great destiny looms is he doomed to remain a nobody or will he rise to defeat bartok and save his fellow satanist followers from damnation it was quite funny because i was like that looks like that character in those youtube videos but i just thought it was a guy that looked like him <laughs> i didn't think no, it, it was, was him. him and i was like it was oh it's fucking him that's weird um this movie lives and dies on whether you think that character is annoying we'll say that straight away yeah that a hundred percent is true um if you do not like this character um then you will not like this movie no uh, uh I, I i went into it fresh i'd never i'd never yeah. i don't think i'd ever even heard of this guy I before didn't know his name or anything like that but you but you knew the shorts you knew the yeah. the man on the street the one stuff. from 14 years ago i had no idea that he was still yep. doing this i don't know well, this you go. happened 
this was kickstarted or whatever it was um so yeah i hadn't heard of it you were vaguely vaguely aware of them uh i I really love this movie (laughs) yeah um so this movie's really good uh it's it's a really good comedy horror it had pretty consistent laughs throughout the whole thing yep whole Um, way through it's like the uh bowser i'll call him bowser said himself that it was kind of like a love letter to kind of that kind of 80s kind of kid-friendly horror that kind of campy horror yeah 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 with like real uh what was pierre jackson's one uh brain dead so it's like that but it's not or what was the what was the michael j and what was the michael j fox one frighteners Yeah, Yeah. yeah yeah It's got um, Frighteners feel to it. Right, got you, got you, got you. Um, uh, and it's, uh, it is, it definitely is, I kind of love Letter to Horror in a way. It's got some really fucking silly looking puppets that are fu- meant to oh, be silly. fantastic. And, and funny. Um, Jeffrey oh, Coombs is really, really good in it. I think. Choose scenery. Yeah, he's like really good. I think no one's, it's best thing he's it, done since Reanimator, I'd say. Uh, like, so I, I, I have always thought Jeffrey Coombs doesn't, get enough work yeah. he is excellent he is great and reanimator he chews even as the milk toast kind of you know guy that he is in that yeah. like he still chews scenery yeah in the best and he he always does it um in the perfect way for the movie that he's in yeah um and he and seems to be really fucking going for it in this movie I oh he seems say. to be having a great yeah. time with this role yeah, 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 like yeah. he is just absolutely going for yeah, it yeah, and yeah. it paid and only all, all to the movie's benefit yeah um both the the over the top you know uh evildoer uh monologues to the jokes yeah. uh he nails 100 yeah. mm-hmm. uh i just i'd say all in fact all the cast uh really play their roles spot on yeah um uh and i'd say for being i'm sure it's not a very high budget film it looks good like the prosthetics are fun and like i don't know i thought i thought it was quite because i've seen other youtuber movies yeah um, and this one was very professional like some of them i think, we, I think to... we looked it up it, it, it made its half million on kickstarter yeah um and then it got other backing got so we're talking about a one to two million dollar yeah. movie yeah. probably yeah I... and its budget does not show at all no, like yeah if you told me this movie cost 15 million i would say oh, cool yeah, yeah that makes sense yeah yeah uh it looks great yeah. um i'm being directed I... by the bows i mean like he did a fucking yeah. stand-up job I, I don't mean it bad yeah he could have got an actual experienced director to and I'm, i I don't know what else he maybe he is like maybe he has done other stuff while doing his but uh assuming that uh, this is just his feature debut first probably feature debut probably. um that uh he he went and did his own character directed it himself yeah uh in a feature rather than on a phone or for a youtube video um is a big big difference yeah. and he makes the transition exceptionally well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i would give this i would give this movie an eight i gave it a seven but i'm hard i might no way i might give it a nine i might give it a nine <laughs> i give it a seven and it's damn fine uh yeah i'm gonna give it a nine i genuinely <laughs> had yeah what fuck you i had a great time with this movie 
uh, as you said, the laughs were consistent throughout. If I like, was giving it 0.5s, I'd give it a 7.5. That's I'd give it an 8.5, but we're not there, are we, bud? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I just found it a lot, a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, comedy and horror are two things that are very, very hard to get right, yeah. and it does both yeah. really well. Yeah, it was a very fun time. Very good time. Very good time indeed. Now... We moved on from the very good times to... Consecration! <laughs> uh, Chris, Directed by Christopher Smith. There is but one God and his shadow. Grace is summoned to the Mount Saviour convent deep in the Scottish Highlands following the mysterious death of her priest brother. Refusing to believe he committed suicide and determined to discover what really happened, Grace starts her own investigation as the nuns prepare a consecration ceremony to purify the holy site. Soon she inadvertently shines a light on murder, sacrilege, and a disturbing truth relating to the forgotten years of her own childhood, intertwined with that of the convent's holy order and the secret it's charged with protecting. Gina, Gina Malone? Jenna Malone? Jenna Malone? Gina Jenna? Jenna Malone. I'm going to say Gina? Jenna. And no. her dodgy English accent investigate her brother's death. <laughs> like, it's... So weird. It's one of these, like... Oh, it's like that kind of received pronunciation yeah. English accent. But she didn't receive it quite. <laughs> it's, it is like that kind of 1950s movie style. No one actually yeah. talks like this in real she, life. She's a politician. It's not even... I, yeah, I think so. Uh, the dog um, went along with the road. It's very, yeah, yeah, it's rec- it's received pronunciation. Yeah. It's what um, politics, politicians talk like. <laughs> it's fuck. It's oh, kind of forgettable. Um, uh huh. It's uh, what did I what did I write about it? Mostly passable, highly average. Although the ending means zero sense to me. Five out of ten, maybe four out of ten. I gave it four out of ten. That's literally all I've written. I usually write more than that. Um, I think, I think, because I watched Mother Superior, I gave this a bit better of a score. Um, it it's ending, yeah. I'll give to you made not a lot of sense, but at least a little bit more than what uh, Mother Superior. Yeah, did. that's true. Well, no, that's not true. I understand <laughs> what happened at the end of Mother Superior. Does it make sense wh- how it happened? No. But I literally don't understand what happened the, at the end of this film. There are other literally, pieces of I media... I literally don't understand. I literally don't understand what happened at the end of this film. That do the ending of this better than this did. I don't uh, know that I'm for sure, because I don't know what it was doing. So... Um, uh, right, right, right. I will, I will say that I did, in, I, I did enjoy... Flippant. Let's talk about it a bit more. Let's, let's... I, I did enjoy this movie. Uh, I thought the, the intrigue and set up were pretty decent. Um, I thought Danny Houston played his role pretty perfectly. Um, I thought he was... Like, he can vary wildly in his performances. Uh, and I thought we, I think we got Danny Houston on a good day. Um, <laughs> he's, a strange, he's a strange presence because he's kind he of is. got an air of schmarmy y- yank about him. Shmarmy yeah, but American also has that. But, but he has also quite an imposing presence. He, yeah, I know, but it's just because he's a priest. But he's like, uh, I don't know. I, uh, I think he does it. I, I think, think he does it well to, compared to J- 
vagina and her English accent and all the nuns. He's too flashy and kind of. But I think that comes across that he's basically there to come in and like he's the face. He's to come in and cover it up and to be the the warm presence and get everything back in line. Like I think he does that well, yeah. and a smarmy yank is kind of what you want for that role. Yeah, like that's why I thought he did quite well. Like when she arrives, he's so warm, he's so pleasant, he's so like, oh my, like can we do anything for you? And of course we will cooperate. And then he even does cooperate with certain things. Like do you know what I mean? It might and be then because when he it, looks like, what was the name of the guy that he looks like? I said, is it that guy? And you're like, no. I can't remember. <sighs> is it? Ray Wise, am I making that up? Yeah, Ray Wise. Who yeah. plays Satan. <laughs> I think whenever I look at Danny Houston, I just think of Ray Wise playing and Satan. And Reaper? Yes, that's what I thought Danny Houston was. I thought Danny Houston yeah. was Satan from Reaper. No, he's not Ray Wise. <laughs> he's Angelica Houston's brother. Um, John Houston's son. So I still feel like I've been harsh on consecration for just complete dismissing it. So like... What do we do? Like we followed, we followed Gina like from her house with some spooks to this convent. She gets to know the nuns. They're spooky as nuns would be. Occasionally, it's quite funny. Like at one point, she walks out and all the nuns are face lying face down, and she's kind of like, ah, whatever. <laughs> Just guys on walking. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a <laughs> certain doing amount weird nun shit. So she's 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 an atheist and. Yeah. Uh, they're a like very religious sect of um christianity and she's kind of there by choice but not really by choice at times they're by yeah. choice at time and she's just very done with their shit yes. they're not they're not violent with her it's not like a like we are keeping you here locked up and blah. like she's not scared of them no, no, no. they are they are just super religious uh and she wants to find something out well, and she there is just moments them for her brother's death yeah totally yeah but uh but there is just moments where she is just so absolutely done with their shit <laughs> with their religious shit uh i would give it a six it's it's not an amazing movie. It gets let down at certain moments, but it, it is totally like a passable, yeah, like one of these movies. I I think it would have been the five if it wasn't for the ending, and it's a four. Oh. I, I, oh, I genuinely, I genuinely don't understand what the ending was going for or meant. So there you go. Little Bowen Lodge, uh, directed by Matthias Hone. <laughs> From Matthias Hone, director of Cockneys vs. Zombies and the producer of 47 Meters Down, a twisty thriller that will chill you to the bone. During a stormy night in the Scottish <laughs> Highlands. So funny, we're in the second movie. <laughs> Scottish Highlands. Second again. movie in a row. Yeah. Uh, two criminal brothers on the run seek refuge in a desolate farmhouse, but after taking the resident family captive, they find the house holds even darker secrets of its own. Coloured out of space star... I forgot she was weird. in that. <laughs> she was, it's just such a weird pool. Uh, Jolie Richardson, who was there uh, at Fright Fest, yep. plays the fearsome family matriarch who will stop at nothing to protect her kin and the shocking mysteries that surround their very existence. Listen, uh, don't talk too much about it. Fuck's sake. Like, it, it's at its heart a mystery 
a dark mystery thriller, isn't it? Yeah, really? it, it, it is very much. Um, it's another one of those movies where the uh, and I think the best of our three mystery-ish ones. Mm. Uh, this one doesn't have nuns in it. Um, <laughs> that yeah, it, it, it's a movie that un, unravels little bits and pieces over yeah. the course of it, and really kept me hooked. Um, yeah. All the characters seem like really well done, uh, and you like fall into all of them. Um, and then that makes when things do change and when circumstances change, it does up the stakes a lot more. Um, I thought this was a, a really well done um, thriller, mystery, horror, drama. Yeah. Um, touches on some some stuff <laughs> that I, I, I didn't necessarily need to touch on, I think is the problem with it. Overreaches itself, does it? A wee bit, yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't, I, I think you could have got th that exact story while making one pretty major character change, yeah. like arguably for the better, because they don't do anything with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not to say that that stuff cannot be um, explored. Yeah, exactly. But uh, it didn't really do, and also the rules for it seemed pretty inconsistent at times. Yeah um just to well i might as well say it is uh one of the yeah i realized it's not actually a spoiler uh one of the one of the um characters has one of the two criminal brothers has learning difficulties mental difficulties uh whatever way you want to put that it's not, um, it's not, it's not specified it's, it's not specified yeah. uh, it seems like autism or something along those yeah. lines yeah um and yeah the rules for his like you know um mood swings or freaking out or whatever do seem pretty inconsistent throughout the movie yeah kind of for what's convenient yeah <laughs> to yep. move things along in a way yeah pretty much yeah. um yeah. so yeah that 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 kind of stings it a wee bit but yeah. nothing too bad yeah. again they don't thankfully even though they don't do much with it they don't abuse it or like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Bad, bad, like, badly treat it or anything. Yeah, yeah. could have got way worse. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and it's set in dreary old Scotland. Yeah, yeah. Rainy Scotland. Yep. Yeah, it's raining pretty much the whole movie. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a, quite a dark film. Um, yeah. Uh, I kind of I, I saw a bit of where it was heading quite early on. I'm just smart like that, I guess. It's quite impressive. Um, but even then, it's still, you know, it went further than I thought it was going to. Christ, uh, yep. and we can't see any more about it. I, I gave Except it the score. A, yes, which I gave. I gave it a six. I'd say, yeah, watch it. It's good. Um, it's nothing. I don't know. To be fair, to, to be fair to it, it might. It's quite memorable <laughs> compared to it is. So a, my, it could uh, it can it could have been a lot less memorable. Um, yeah, yeah. So that, that that might become a seven over time. I'm not for sure. For me, for me, it is a seven. Yeah, um, it, might, it, might it, it reaches that. It, it's a well done movie. Yeah, um, and the the performances are really strong. It's hard to tell because sometimes some of the developments are kind of edging onto ridiculous. Yeah, and it's like 
I don't know. I, I don't know how. Uh, afterwards, I wasn't sure entirely how everything sat. Hence, a six. Uh, it might be a seven. Maybe. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Well, while Donald ponders that, I'm going to move on to Here for Blood, our penultimate movie of the festival. Yeah, but... uh, Here for Blood was directed by uh, Daniel Torres. Uh, it's the tongue-in-cheek, extreme splatter, campy comedy horror shocker of the year. <laughs> when his girlfriend is swamped with college exams, Tom O'Bannon, a rowdy pro wrestler struggling to make ends meet, agrees to fill in as a last-minute replacement for her well-paying babysitting job. Tom arrives at an isolated family home where he meets the precocious 10-year-old Grace. Second movie with the, a character named Grace. <laughs> But what starts off as a quiet night of pizza and video games quickly spirals into bloody, violent, demonic chaos as Tom and Grace find themselves fighting for their lives when an otherworldly cult of masked intruders descend on the home. Yeah. So, what a premise. Wrestler come babysitter has to fend off Satan-worshipping perverts. I thought it was... Like, say this starts off and you see Tom wrestling... I thought he was a wrestler. He was very convincing. I genuinely <laughs> thought he was a wrestler. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they'd, uh, they'd obviously gone to, they'd obviously got a show involved and seen like, right, get your wrestlers out, get your wrestler out, and Tom will wrestle with them and we'll shoot it. And fucking, it, it really, he really looks like a wrestler. You, you his biscuits. Yeah, yeah, and he's got the build of a wrestler. Yeah, um, he's fucking huge. Yep, yeah, Sean Roberts. Uh, you, you might know him as no, uh, Albert Wesker <laughs> from the. Uh, Resident Evil He's movies completely unrecognizable. So I would be surprised. Unreal, like <laughs> I don't. And funnily, he probably that... looks like ten years younger than he did in yeah. those movies. I don't remember him having that kind of build in Resident Evil. He might. Have no, done, he didn't. But he, I think he's put sl- it on for that. I think he's put it on for this movie. I, I, I mean, he's definitely no. I don't think he's put. It on. I think he's. I think he just rocks that look now. That's why I think he looks like a wrestler and he wants to. By God, he looks good. But that's not <laughs> the important part of this movie. Um, yeah, uh, he's a, a wrestler who ends up going and babysitting a kid. You've you've seen that movie a thousand yep. times. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, and then the house gets attacked. Yep, 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 yep. And, and they fight them off. Do? Yeah, what's the rest to do? But go well. I, I can fight. Fucking I'm yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, the... and chaos ensues I don't want to give too much of this movie away nah, like because really. it, it, it's that it's it, it, for the for the most part it is that yeah. it is chaos ensues when a wrestler goes to babysit a 10 year old girl yeah it's exactly what you think it is and then more yeah. like and it does it really well yeah um the 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 main uh stars uh, Sean Roberts and Joel Farrell uh do a fantastic job bouncing off each other yeah. uh they have really good chemistry um which Farrell for a movie like this you what is Joel Farrell the kid or yeah she... right okay, okay yeah yeah good kid actor good kid actor Thank yeah God. good kid um yeah good like genuinely they they have great chemistry together yeah. and that that has to work yeah, uh, yeah you yeah. need that for the, for this movie to work and it does and then the writing's fun the dialogue's fun the set pieces are fun. It's a fun movie. It's it genuinely just very funny. Top. Also, yep, straight um, through to the end. Yeah, uh, it's it was top to bottom fun <laughs> movie. Uh, it's got lots of good splatter. The director and writer were there, and they wait. 
It does say and the film star Joelle Farrow. So the Joelle Farrow might be the older. Is she the older one? <laughs> she might be the older Did one. Did I get that wrong? You might have got that wrong. But uh, I don't think they would have flown the little kid out to Glasgow. <laughs> She's probably got exams to sit or something. Um, the director and writer were both clearly influenced by uh, Evil Dead. They talked about it. They talked about how they funded this movie in a similar way. They were inspired by it. Edit um, shows. They wanted to throw lots of blood on the screen, which they do. It looks really, really good. Um, yeah. Yeah. You said everything, basically. It is... Apologies. Maya Misaljevic. Very good. Very good. Very good. Uh, yeah, it's it's beginning to end. Fun, 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 fun all fun, the way fun, through. Fun, fun. And it's uh, I... still rocking virtually no <laughs> ratings or anything on. By the way, it says it's two hours long. Didn't feel like it. Didn't feel like it at all. Uh, it currently like has it 43 ratings on IMDb, so I'm sure a lot more people are hopefully going to see this soon. Yep. Uh, I would give it an 8. Hi, give it a 9. Fuck you, I can be generous for once. So, so yeah, it was basically the difference between who like, what did you like more, Onyx or Here for yeah, Blood. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. And yeah, though it's just fine. The, the, <laughs> I would argue that, uh, sorry spoilers for the last movie, I would argue that uh, the two comedy horrors were the best movies of the whole yeah, yeah. weekend. Uh, they were. Um, yes, I think Great they fun. were too. Great fun. Are they? Yes, they were. Sisu was good too. Yeah, Sisu was good. That I think that came fourth for me. Oh, Chad gets the axes. Oh, fucking hell, yeah. Okay. The, well, yeah, Chad gets the axes was also one of the better movies. So, yeah, all the comedy horror. Which is weird because if you told me beforehand, I, we never look at really what's coming up until it's upon us. But if I'd known it was so comedy horror heavy, I would have been like, oh, I'm not sure. Because comedy horrors can be... I Shit. Mean, yeah. And I think they're quite difficult to do. So it's quite weird that... The, the ones we want. Two of them, Matt. Two, uh huh. Yeah, hey, and it's Chad not like I, Res- put respect on Chad's name right now. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the last movie, Thirteen Exorcisms. Jacobo or Jacobo Martinez. Uh, inspired by the by recent events in Spain, relentless suspense and skin-crawling horror begins when shy, sensitive teenager Laura is tricked into taking part in a Halloween seance to contact the spirit of a mad doctor who murdered his family. From that night on, Laura's life is forever changed. You Dark just, presences. You just lose interest halfway through. Time. <laughs> <laughs> Dark presences, terrifying visions, ominous voices, painful marks on her skin, yeah, and other yeah, paranormal yeah. phenomena haunt her. Laura's religious, Laura's religious parents decide to call the local priest for advice, who claims she's possessed. To set her free, he will have to perform a series of exorcisms. That was a weird way of saying that. Each more violent than the last. How many exorcisms? Uh, well, you'll have to watch it to find out. Uh, th- th- we've watched movies like Veronica. Was that one of them? Uh, oh, was Veronica one of them? What's, I'm did, sure did it was one of them. I can't remember. I'm I mean, sure it was an exorcism movie. This is an exorcism Emily movie. Rose and fucking yeah. shit like that. The Exorcist, shit like that. Um, oh, what was that? <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, it was. It was. It was very much one of them. Yeah. Um, 
There you go. There's a. <laughs> I, 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 there's not a lot to say about this movie. Not really. It's the it's the same stuff. Um, I do quite like the whole. One thing I do like about possession movies is um, when you get the kind of setup where the person's getting haunted and it's kind of relentless because they're the ones being haunted rather than a haunted house. Why don't they leave? You know what I mean? I do yep. quite like that kind of those moments where someone's being pursued by like a malevolent force. Um, and it was done quite, it was done fine in this as well. Um, the premise about the doctor, I don't know where that went. It gets kind of thrown out the window later on. It, it was it was literally just like the the actual who is haunting because I don't don't spoil too much but it turns out it's not a doctor haunting her yeah like um that that is just your your MacGuffin I mean for is it? for no, all of I, this to happen I, I don't see because I, yeah I'd have to watch it back because I'm like did they not set up it was him <laughs> totally <laughs> yeah well no but that's what I'm saying is like it it, it, it seems to be both in in and out of fiction the macguffin to get things going yeah um but yeah it is very much one of those movies um it, it, they do their exorcisms i've seen better exorcism scenes i've seen worse exorcism scenes yeah um it doesn't really do anything too new with the formula no um it seems to have very inconsistent messaging on what they want this to be like of what they're saying about religion and yeah. non-religion and because there's a atheist counselor that works in her school who's kind of the hero not hero hero not hero throughout a lot of it yeah the the parents are of the line that's like they're hardcore religious so that's painting in a bad light and then the atheist teacher is like the person that's listening to her but then you know it's an the way things go doesn't what, necessarily it's a all... movie <laughs> she's yeah. wrong it's gonna be demons or uh-huh. some description it's not gonna um, be rational it never is and i also um the, 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 i i talked about this afterwards that like yeah the the um especially with something like the conjuring the devil made me do it yeah, yeah. uh when, when things are based on recent events or actual events this one gets away with it a wee bit more because it's not based on an actual specific event like no character names are based off of yeah, the actual people it's well yeah inspired by recent events in spain i, I don't know how much to take i think that there, is, there, was there a, have been there i think there have been this <laughs> when the text came up at the end being like uh we have we've changed names and everyone was just laughing because it was like yeah of course it's not fucking re-. like it basically I'm yeah. saying it not actually, didn't actually happen like yeah we don't fucking did we just watched it it's nonsense yeah <laughs> but um, the horrible reality of what it could be is uncomfortable and, and well I've, I, I think I have read more than one thing of like exorcism cases whether in Spain or elsewhere where it is like you know pretty horrendous shit happening. yeah of course it is. uh and and that stuff kind of leaves me with a kind of bad taste in my mouth yeah um this one is again doesn't it gets away with it a wee bit more whereas something like uh the conjuring where it was like this guy murdered his family yeah. but what if it was satan <laughs> was, and it's yeah. like yeah that's it's a bit much for me yeah. um so that that kind of it does 
just make it up, mate. Just make it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if even if you you are basing it on recent events in Spain, just make it up and don't. You don't have to include that. Doesn't make it better for me. It makes it worse. Yeah, it definitely didn't enhance this film anyway. I don't think. Yeah, the whole. Uh, oh. I, I I would give it a six. Yeah, I, I, I gave it a six too. Yeah, um, I said um, it was scary enough. Fine. None of these none of these exorcism movies need to exist. <laughs> they really no. don't. If this no. was perfected straight out of the gate with the first movie that did it. And all yeah. we've been able to do since then is better contortionists. And I, 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 I do <laughs> like every 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 time an exorcism movie comes out because I like ex- I like much like you I like exorcism movies I like haunting movies. Um, yeah, I'd say I like but, haunting movies. I, I, to be fair, once the exorcism starts, I'm always like, "Fuck." <laughs> yeah, no, but the, exactly. I like haunting movies yeah. more than I like it. like yeah. whether. But even the Conjuring is has a lot of that where it's like an exorcism movie, but there's a lot of haunting yeah, shit yeah, yeah. going on. Yeah. Um. So I like that kind of stuff, but it's very hard to do s- cool new stuff with it yeah. because it has been done many times and perfected. Yeah. I'm not saying you have to perfect it again, but it's hard to to like mine that for new stuff yeah but listen i mean um, it's been a while since i've watched one of these movies it was the end of the festival it was scary enough six out of ten it's fine yep it was totally fine um it was it was a so overall it was a decent festival uh day two was definitely a high uh, a higher uh mark than yeah. the first one um yeah. but no overall i always enjoy this event um i i i Again, it's good seeing the, the, the a lot of similar faces. Yeah, uh, everyone that runs it is a character that I will never get tired of <laughs> watching um, present. Um, it's good to see like that stuff happening in Glasgow. Yeah. Well, we're back home as well. What are the chances? <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, another good fright fest. Yeah. Um. Part of the like the overall Glasgow Film Festival, which seems to happen just generally throughout the year because yeah. there's this one and then the french one and then so yeah will we do it will we start doing a french podcast no. french film podcast ah well i tried no yeah well, I, also, that's... I, also, I also enjoyed this fest i don't know i'd have to look back over my scores to see if they were particularly but i'm um, here for bloods the best movie i've seen at fright fest since vfw and i loved vfw wow. Um, yeah, VFW. I don't, I don't even think it's close. Like, I genuinely think that that, that movie is great, and I loved VFW. Um, not to say that the intervening best wasn't hey. really good too. It's just in terms of highlights. There you go. Yeah. Um, right. Next up, I think we will finally look at a dark song. Yep. Props. Because I still want to feel like watching that movie. Maybe I should have said. Uh, Dark song, and then maybe we'll do Elementary in Spain. It's nearby. Yeah, head yes. head down, head down south. Yes, 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 yes. I'm a genius. I'm a genius. Sorry, God, Ex- I'm excited to get back in a caravan with you. <laughs> I'm excited, but uh, until then, um, yeah. Uh, uh, well, I'm just gonna do the usual. Like, yeah, you can you can loose. email us. Uh, email us at caravan tour of the caravan tour of terror caravan tour of terror at uh, gmail.com probably right probably right info's in the uh, description info's, info's in the description uh, and as always thank you to Michael Maftian for the uh, podcast music yeah 
Oh, we won't yeah. have a theme corner for him. Aww. Not this time. You did mention themes once or twice, so just put in a like five second quick. You're, you're editing this one, bitch. I don't think I am. It's your turn. No, no, I, I edited the last one. You always do this. Oh, God. Yeah, I always do this because it appears that every time. Ah, well, get in the caravan. We're, we're <laughs> heading, down, heading down south to England. Wales! Where? I don't see any. No. We're not by the coast. God. Bye. Bye.